Welcome to the Business of Beverages, Drinks Industry Insights with Makers, Marketeers and Mischief. Hello and welcome to the mini episode from the Business of Beverages podcast where myself and Will Keating challenge each other to figure out what drink each of us are thinking of. Will, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm looking forward to this shot off. I'm very excited after my victory last time. And it was a it was an absolutely astounding victory. Uh, four points to zero. I t- <laughs> stuck my tail between my legs, went home, watched cocktail. Uh, great movie. <laughs> it is the thing that I love about cocktail. Apart from how ridiculous the whole thing is, is there's a scene which I remember forever where he describes how somebody made up the little things that bind the end of your shoelaces together. And he just makes up a name for them. He says, somebody invented these things, these these flugel binders, he calls them. <laughs> right? And for for all time, ever since, I've called them flugel binders. And when I teach my kids to tie their shoelaces, I say, you gotta, you got to pull the flugel binders apart if you want to open them. There you go. What, what are they actually called? I have no idea. They're flugel binders <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. All right, flugel binders. <laughs> All right, you you cheeky flugel binder, you. Are you ready to do today's quiz? Yeah, I think we should probably get back on topic. So yes, you, yes, you, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. All right. Well, would you like to ask the questions or answer the questions? I'm going to ask the questions first this week. Okay. All right. Okay. So for five points, this drink shares its name with a department in France. A department in France. With a, with a department in France. Uh, I'm not going to get this on the front first go so i'm just going to go with something really random like languedoc roussilly oh. um so the languedoc is a region rather than a department much bigger than a uh, department ah. I, I believe but you're you know fair play to you absolutely yeah, yeah. There, there are about 100 of them in the research for this i discovered that uh, they were created <laughs> if anybody was curious they were created <laughs> after the french revolution in in around uh 1790 and there were 83 originally uh, I'm not 100% sure how many now. But this drink is particularly interesting because although it is a famous drink and is absolutely well known as a drink in its own right, if you Google recipes for this drink, you'll find that it's almost as well known as an ingredient in cooking as it is in cocktails. Oh. Um, sorry, so it's a standalone drink. Yes. But you can you can cook with it. Yes. And you can also use it in cocktails. Yes. And, and it is French. It is French. It's named after a department, named after a region. Uh, oh, I, mm, is it Calvados? <gasps> oh, congratulations. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Calvados, Calvados, uh, however you want to pronounce it. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yes. Because uh, if you ever buy like a cheap cocktail shaker... Uh, they'll have like four or five basic cocktail recipes printed on the side of it. And yep. without fail, Calvados will be mentioned at least twice. Yeah. So it is uh, fantastic. Uh, essentially, it's a form of geographically protected apple brandy. So, But for your three-point clue would have been the department it's named after is named after a collection of rocks in the English Channel in Normandy. So in Normandy, that might have given it to you uh, because, of course, it is probably the drink which is most associated with Normandy. And then for two points, it would have been, it can be made from either apples or pears, but it's almost universally associated with apples. So I had no idea that you could make Calvados from pears, but apparently you can. And then your one pointer would have been, one of the best known drinks that's involved in is called a Cafe Calva, uh, which is a mix of coffee and Calvados, unsurprisingly. The French are very good at mixing coffee with alcoholic beverages. 
<laughs> and that's coming from an Irishman. Yeah, no, to be fair, like a Bailey's coffee and things like that, really good. Yeah. So congratulations. That's a stonking result. Four-pointer. I'm, I'm quite happy with that. As you should be. Fair play. Yeah. The bar is very high for me now. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I've, I've got faith in you. Um, although I do think this one is quite difficult, uh, mm. almost fiendishly difficult. So, oh. uh, all right. You ready? As I'll ever be. Okay. So for five points, Will, this beverage, this brand, was first introduced in Asia in 2002. They have recently built a brand new factory that can produce 1.6 billion bottles and 1.5 billion cans per year. Oh my God. Something that was created yes. 20 years ago. Yes. He's now producing billions of bottles and, and cans yes. every year. That's a brand. That's a brand. And you said Asia. Did you mention a country specifically? I, I didn't. I didn't. Not yet. What ridiculous thing has just exploded? Aloe King. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, some kind of weird aloe vera drink. And nobody saw aloe vera drinks until, you know, recently. I think, well, sorry, I never came across them. So that was just weird guess. Not right, no, obviously. Uh, <laughs> aloe vera mostly used in the uh, post-sun cream disasters. Uh, it is. That's that's what it's known for in Ireland. But uh, <laughs> around the rest of the world, people actually drink this yeah. stuff, believe it or not. Uh, okay. All right. Well, it's, it's, it's not that. Um, so for four points... This non-alcoholic beverage is named after the combination of a rock band and a chain of brewery restaurants in its home country of Thailand. Oh my god! A rock. So okay, so it's Thai. Oh, I uh, I could be in real trouble because I'm not sure I can think of a Thai beverage off the top of my head. Mm. Uh. I do know that I remember being in Thailand on holidays and uh, Red Bull was insanely popular and served as a syrup to which mm -hmm. you added it. Uh, and I'm wondering, is it some kind of energy drink that mimics Red Bull? And therefore, I'm going to go with... Uh, isn't there some kind of... Um, I'm going to say Rockstar. It's not Rockstar, but you're going down the right route. Okay. So uh, the, the launch for this particular beverage had a high-profile ad campaign that was actually investigated for being too violent, but it did win a gold and silver medal at the Brand Marketing Effective Awards 2003. <laughs> violent but effective, just the way the marketeers <laughs> yes. like it. Uh, oh. mm. You see, I'm very tempted to say, now I'm just thinking of uh, energy drinks. So I'm trying to think of what are yeah. huge energy drinks. I'm tempted yep. to say Monster because Monster is the biggest one I can think of, but I, I didn't think of any association with Thailand. Ah, well, I'm going to say Monster anyway. Okay, you're 100% in the right category, but not the right brand. So this this for two points, this energy drinks logo is a red water buffalo skull, which appears on a red circle background on a green can. Okay, I don't think I'm going to know this. Mm. Unless divine inspiration hits me quickly, I, I'm afraid I'm I'm gonna okay. struggle. Okay, lean into your uh, sports knowledge for this one. For one point, they are the current sponsor of the English Football League Cup, 
which has a proud history of beverage sponsorship, previously being known as the Milk Cup, the Coca-Cola uh, Cup, uh, the Carling Cup, the Worthington Cup. Carabao. Carabao it is. Oh. Okay, there you go. That completely passed me by as to what <laughs> Carabao actually was. Um, yep, there but... you go. And uh, fun fact about their um, cup sponsorship is that they sponsored it before the beverage was actually available in the UK for a full year. Well, that just shows the power of the English football teams and their ability to get eyeballs all around the world glued to whatever it is that they do. Yep. So uh, previously, the um, they actually was no sponsor for a year until Carabao stepped in, saw the opportunity. Well, well congratulations. Uh, 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 pretty much a reverse of last week's result. I, I just about avoided being nailed, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he pulled it out of the bag at the last one. Yeah. Carabao, I've, I've never seen it on sale, I don't think, in Ireland or the UK that I recall or anywhere in Europe. It, it, it does exist. It's very hard to find in Ireland, but you will see it on shelves in Tesco and Asda, uh, etc. in the UK. Okay, there you go. But it's yeah. obviously ginormous in Asia. It's huge in Thailand. It's the fastest growing uh, energy drink in Asia. And uh, I think something like 8 to 10 million Thai people drink at least one can of energy drink every day. That is incredible. So it's, a, it's a massive market. Okay, well, I'm going off to find some because I obviously need to engage and energize my brain. <laughs> you, you enjoy your carabao, and I will see you next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Business of Beverages. It's been our pleasure to bring you this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and recommend us to one other friend or colleague. As ever, we are independently produced and self-funded, so we appreciate your support in listening, sharing, or reviewing this podcast. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, where we go by at BizBevPod. If you'd like to support us further, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash BizBevPod. Do you know what I thought Carabao was? I thought Carabao was basically like a Nesquik knockoff. Oh, you know, yeah. like some kind of milky... Call it, call, it, call a cow. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Carabao, call a cow. Same, same. Yep. As the, same, same, but different, as they say <laughs> <Yes>. in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> we probably have one listener in Thailand just literally shaking his head going, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Right.